0: Hello, and welcome to Wardrobes in Writing with Dr. Jennifer Jones. I'm Jennifer, and I'm a writing coach and author. Today's episode is about exactly what wardrobes have to do with writing and what understanding that can do for you. In my coaching business, I help business owners, just like you, write their credibility-building books and blogs. In fact, I've written a book on just that. It's called There's a Book in Every Expert, That's You, How to Write Your Credibility Building Book in Six Months. I started this work because I knew that writing didn't have to be as hard as we make it. Before I started coaching, I worked as an editor. When I set up my editing business, I was shocked by how much of my time was spent on writing, social media posts, blog posts, newsletters, the list just goes on and on. I also noticed my fellow business owners were stressed about their writing. They felt guilty that they hadn't posted to their blog in months or that their Facebook page had become a collection of memes produced by other people because they just couldn't think of anything worth sharing. I recognized their stress and guilt because I've been there. I have a PhD in English Lit. While I was writing my thesis, I was training to teach writing, and I was teaching. The advice I give in my book and my coaching practice starts with what I learned while I was learning to teach. I could see that the techniques I was teaching worked for my students, but did I make my life easy and apply it to my own writing? Of course not. That would be too easy. Instead, I clung to the idea of what I thought a proper academic was. I thought I could just sit at my computer for six hours a day and beautiful words were supposed to flow magically onto the page. That's not how it works. Writing is a process and you have to start that process by making a mess. No matter what you're writing, the purpose of the first draft is to dump your ideas onto the page. Taking your time and trying to get it just right isn't going to result in a better first draft. It's just going to take you longer to produce a shitty draft. Now, before you get offended that I've insulted your draft and you haven't even started it yet, don't. All first drafts are shit, as Ernest Hemingway supposedly said. If you run a search for shitty first drafts, you'll find a chapter by that name from a book called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. It's a classic book on writing. Um, it is more geared toward fiction writers, but have a look at it, or at least the uh, shitty first drafts chapter. Make sure you use the quotation marks around the phrase. Um, but as Lamott makes clear in that chapter, a shitty first draft is not only not a problem, it's a requirement. We all have to write a rough rough draft before we can polish it into anything better. The idea of the shitty first draft has been with us for a long time, and lots and lots of writing coaches use it to explain what the process of writing your first draft should be. The ones who uh, shy away from the word shit use the alternative of vomiting on the page. Now, I do fully embrace the idea that the first draft needs to be a mess, but I don't love either analogy, because if I literally vomited or defecated on the page, I wouldn't then organize it and make it pretty. I would think that probably if I vomited on it, I would dispose of it and... Go see what medicine I needed. If I defecated on it, I would hope my husband would dispose of it and get me whatever help I clearly needed. So instead, I used the wardrobe analogy, hence the name of this podcast. Writing a book like Clearing Out Your Wardrobe, or Closet if you speak more American English, um, requires making a big mess before you can start to put things in order again. So Just as a good clear-out starts with throwing all of your clothes on the bed so you can see what you have, writing a rough draft starts with throwing all your words and ideas at the page. Sticking with the wardrobe analogy, you wouldn't expect to be able to see coordinated outfits and a huge pile of clothes in the middle of the bed. But this doesn't make you panic. Instead, you calmly pick up piece after piece, sorting them by season, color, or type, until you've imposed enough order to start making sense of it all. Only after the initial sorting do you start deciding what to keep, what to mend, and what to donate. The same goes for your writing. The first draft is just moving all of the words out of your head and onto the page. Then you start sorting and making sense of them. The key to efficiency, whether you're clearing out your wardrobe or writing, is taking it one step at a time. For example, if you're having a clear out, you wouldn't closely examine each piece of clothing and stop to fix any frayed hems and replace missing buttons before putting it on the bed. If you did that, it would take you ages just to empty your wardrobe, and you might spend time fixing a garment that you don't end up keeping. When you apply this to your writing, it's clear that you don't need to agonize over finding the right word for something or worrying about where you need commas until you're certain you're going to keep it in the thing you're writing in the first place. I love the wardrobe analogy because it reminds me to take writing one step at a time. Does that mean it's easy to approach writing this way? Unfortunately, no. Our internal editors love to butt in where they're not needed. In this podcast, you're going to hear a fair amount about internal editors and how to keep them quiet until you need them. So what is an internal editor? It's the voice in your head that stops you from doing something foolish that might make you look bad. They're brilliant when you're editing. They're awful when you're trying to write your first draft. The trouble is that your internal editor doesn't know the difference between a rough draft and a published piece, so she tries to make you stop to find the right word or fix the punctuation when you should just be getting ideas on the page as quickly as possible. We'll come back to ways to manage your internal editor in later episodes, but if yours is causing problems today, try radically changing your writing situation. So instead of typing on your computer at your desk, turn off the machine and get some brightly colored, unlined paper and crayons. Your internal editor will see you coloring on bright paper as play, which is safe. And she'll let you get on with being creative. Whatever kind of writing you're doing in your business, I'd love to see you in my Facebook group. It's called The Entrepreneur's Writing Club. There's a link to it in the episode description in the group. I offer weekly coaching sessions and we organize co-writing sessions and group members offer short workshops to showcase their businesses. So it's a great place to talk to other writers and business owners, learn what other people are doing and share what you're doing. So if you're on Facebook, check out the Entrepreneurs Writing Club until then or until next time, sorry, Uh, happy writing.